It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. I am your host, Billy Rossetti of SI Panthers, welcoming you to the uh, final week before the Senior Bowl. We're getting ready for, of course, one of the big events, and especially this year, the Senior Bowl seems to uh, matter so much more than it has in previous years, especially with the news now that there will pretty much not be a scouting combine because of the pandemic so senior bowl really important and of course the panthers one of the coaches one uh, one of the teams coaching the senior bowl this year and we're starting to get a sense now of who they're going to have on their side throughout the week and that's what we're going to pretty much spend this week doing is going through the different positions because the senior bowl has been starting to announce the full rosters they've been going position by position over the last couple days so we're going to start going through some of these positions we'll start with quarterback and running back today and then make our way to wide receivers and tight ends and go through all the positions and pretty much spend the week going through all the players uh, that the Panthers will have and kind of zeroing in on them a little bit and getting a sense and you know we'll touch on of course the other side the players that the Dolphins will have uh but we'll focus a little more on the Panthers side so you guys have a little bit of an idea of what to look for uh next week when these players are down in Mobile so really excited to get into the Senior Bowl here uh and again I won't be down there in person but I will be covering the Senior Bowl virtually this year so I'm very excited about that so uh, excited to give you guys at least my thoughts on what's been going on down in Mobile, at least from uh, the comforts of my own home. So it should be interesting. Uh, But a little bit of quick news before we get into that, uh, or before we start talking about the Senior Bowl, just a little bit of quick coaching news. Um, Another Panthers assistant has been interviewed for a uh, potential bump up with another team as uh, yesterday wide receivers coach Frisman Jackson was actually interviewed by the Atlanta Falcons for their offensive coordinator job under of course new head coach Arthur Smith Uh, and Frisman also interviewed for the Carolinas or for Carolinas quarterbacks job so that was reported by Ian Rappaport, Frisman Jackson joins uh, Bears passing game coordinator Dave Ragone as the top candidates 
for the offensive coordinator position under Arthur Smith in Atlanta. Uh, Jackson, of course, has been with Arthur Smith, has previous experience. They were on the Titans staff together in 2017, and then Jackson became Baylor's wide receivers coach under, of course, Matt Rule and followed him to Carolina. So it'll be interesting to see if he uh, if he ends up getting that position there. So again, it sounds like it's between him and Dave Ragone. So it could be another uh, position uh, assistant coach, another position coach gone from the Panthers. Again, the Panthers have already lost a couple of people, namely Jake Peets, former quarterback coach and running back coach. Now, of course, the offensive coordinator at LSU. And then, of course, we're still watching to see if Joe Brady does leave. But it's starting to look less likely that Joe Brady is going to be one and done in Carolina. As they're now, of course, uh, you know, not all these names have been official yet. There's one that we're still waiting on. One that's pretty much official as they've agreed to terms. Uh, as they tweeted, they got their guy speaking about the Chargers. Lines aren't official yet, but we have an idea where they're going. So five of the seven spots are pretty much locked in now. We know, of course, the um, the Falcons, as we just said, hired Arthur Smith. The Jets, of course, hired Robert Sala. The LA Chargers just hired uh, Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator from the Rams. The Lions look like they're going to go with Dan Campbell, the assistant head coach and tight ends coach for the uh, from the New Orleans Saints. And of course, what I thought was the most intriguing hire, the one I'm really interested to see how it plays out, the Jacksonville Jaguars hiring Urban Meyer. That was the first one to be announced. So that only leaves two teams without a head coach, at least officially. Again, the Lions haven't officially announced Dan Campbell because he still wanted to do exit interviews with the Saints. But it sounds like Wednesday or tomorrow that's going to be made official or close to being official. So it only leaves two teams without a head coach. That's the Houston Texans and the Philadelphia Eagles. Joe Brady has interviewed with both teams, but for the Eagles, it's starting to feel like they could be leaning with, or they could be leaning towards Josh McDaniels. You're starting to get the sense that that's the direction they're going to go in. They had seemingly a really good interview on Sunday, so it's starting to feel that way. So it's so I would guess now it's starting to look like if the Jet or if the if Joe Brady is going to become a head coach this early, it is going to be or it would be with the Houston Texans. Otherwise, he's going to be back for another year as Carolina's offensive coordinator, which probably feels more likely. There's been buzz that Leslie Frazier could get the uh, could get the spot in Houston. Leslie Frazier, of course, currently the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, which would be really interesting that the it would be a coordinator from the Bills getting a head coaching job, but not the one we thought. Of course, Brian Dable, everyone thought he was in a good position to get a head coaching job. It felt like the Chargers would fit really well, but then they surprised a lot of people when they hired Brandon Staley from the Rams. So it looks like Dable's going to stay. And it looks like Leslie Frazier could be in play for the Texans. So it feels like, you know, nothing's really been said about uh, who's the favorite in Houston. But Philadelphia, it feels like it's going to be Josh McDaniel. So again, all this being said, bottom line, at least in terms of 
what we're talking about with the Panthers means that Joe Brady likely will be back for another season, but that we're just going to do this cycle all over again at this time next year. And I would venture to guess, like I said, that Joe Brady will probably be one of the top candidates for a head coaching job in 2022. So that's where the coaching uh, coaching cycle kind of stands right now. Again, Frisman Jackson interviewed with the Falcons for their OC position under Arthur Smith and Joe Brady, at least from what I'm under or from what I'm guessing, likely to be back for another year in Carolina. So that's where things stand right now. As far as where we're headed immediately, like I said, we're talking Senior Bowl, baby, and I'm excited for it. So uh, ready to dive into some of these players and hope you guys are as well, too. But before we get into that, uh, I do want to remind you guys or want to give a couple shout outs as today's episode being brought to you by our friends at Echelon. You know, when it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there to those goals as they offer the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. So no matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind, as the EX7S is the bike for competitors at heart. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. So right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Just go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N-F-I-T dot com slash locked on. Again, E-C-H-E-L-O-N-F-I-T dot com slash locked on. And today is also being brought to you by betonline.ag. Football may be coming to an end, but basketball, a lot of great stuff going on there too. So still a lot of chances for you guys to make a little bit of money over at betonline.ag. And if you haven't tried them yet, go sign up for a free account today at betonline.ag and use our promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Use our promo code LOCKEDON. Receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So now I'm excited. Now I get to talk about the Senior Bowl and I hope you guys are as well too as again we've been starting to get a sense now of the rosters we knew the a lot of the players that were going to the senior bowl but over the last couple days the senior bowl has been starting to assign the rosters uh, and assign the players to the two rosters and the first thing you notice too is that they've changed up the team names for the senior bowl this year it's no longer north versus south my guess is they probably had a lot of complaints about players being assigned to one team, but they were geographically meant for the other. So they've gotten rid of North versus South. It's now 
American versus national. So almost like a major league baseball type feel as well. Feels like the MLB all-star game, the American team against the national team, but that's where uh, things stand. That's what the teams are going to look like this year. And the Panthers will be coaching the American team and they've got some intriguing players so far on their roster, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, you can argue, like, all six quarterbacks look really intriguing, but the three that the Panthers got really are going to be some interesting case studies over the next couple months leading up to the draft. So that's what we'll start with the three quarterbacks that are going to be with the Panthers in Mobile. And we'll start down at College Station, Texas A&M quarterback, Kellen Mond, who had a a pretty good career at Texas A&M. He's the all-time career leader in total offense, passing yards, passing touchdowns, completions, and attempts. Uh, He was the Texas Bowl MVP in 2019. Uh, So his name is all over the record books at uh, Texas A&M. He's coming off, you know, another very solid season for Texas A&M. And we know overall the Aggies had a really good season finishing uh, just outside, really ended up as the first team out of the college football playoffs, uh, but still ended the season on a nice note with that win over North Carolina in the Orange Bowl. Uh, So overall, very solid career. For Kellen Mond, he finished his career with 9,661 passing yards and also rushed for 1,608 yards, so 11,269 total yards. Again, he, you know, his final passing yards number for this season was 2,282. But of course, Texas A&M also played uh, fewer games, obviously, than uh, than normal because of the pandemic. He played in 10 games. Uh, but still ended up with about a 63% completion percentage, uh, 19 passing touchdowns, and again, 2,282 yards, and only three interceptions in 10 games. And, you know, that's one of the the intriguing things with Kellen Mond is he's, you know, not very wild with the football. I think he's a, a good decision maker. You know, you watch him a little bit. Uh, he's making some good throws. Um you know, it's a, it's a bunch of simple stuff with uh, with Texas A&M, but you could see that he, you know, throws the ball pretty well. Uh, you know, really trusts a lot of his receivers. And if we look here too uh, at the draft network, at least some of the notes from Jordan Reed. Uh, one of the pros Jordan Reed talks about is, um, you know, how he takes a lot of hits throughout games but con- continues to battle and make throws he shows a lot of high levels of poise uh really good you know has really good torque and th- enthusiasm behind passes and these are uh jordan reed's words that enable him to be very efficient in the short to intermediate areas and that's what and i would agree with that you know in, in watching uh just watching back some of him uh, just recently. That's where he's making a lot of his money. Is a lot of uh, short and intermediate stuff. That seemed to be a lot of uh, A&M's repertoire in their offense, but it worked. You know, they did a nice job spreading defenses out, and Mond was able to sit back there. I, th- I thought he, you know, performed pretty well. Um, 
would like to see a little bit more a little bit more accuracy on the, the on the deep ball but I think that'll come in due time so I think Kellen Mond is going to be you know really intriguing he's got pretty good size 6'3 217 uh, he'll be 22 years old when week one of the regular season rolls around so Mond's going to be an intriguing watch over the next or especially next week in Mobile and then as the draft process goes on so Really going to be interested to study him a little bit more, see how he does in Mobile. But I think Carolina has himself has themselves a uh, a really interesting guy here. You know, if they don't go quarterback early, maybe this is a guy they consider in the later round. So really excited to see what Kellen Mond can do. But you know, he certainly has uh, the pedigree. He certainly has the um, the career. You know accolades, things like that. Again, he's like like I said at the top, he's the now the all-time career leader at Texas A&M in total offense, in passing yards, passing touchdowns, completions, and attempts. So, you know, really great. Remember, this was a, a school, of course, that we were wild with when we were watching Johnny Manziel, but Kellamond came in and had himself a uh, a really nice three-year career, really played all four years. He actually started eight games as a freshman. So really you're talking nearly a uh, a four-year career at Texas A&M and then became the full-time starter, started every game since his sophomore season. So the experience is definitely there. I think the arm talent is there. You know, again, I think just maybe a little bit of work on the deep pass, but, you know, a scheme where you have a lot of, like short, easy stuff, short, intermediate stuff. I think Mond can be pretty successful in that. So really excited to watch Kellen Mond here. Then you go to who I think could be the highlight player among the quarterback position and the guy that you're already starting to see a lot of variations in terms of where he's going to get slotted. I've, you know, just a few weeks ago, this guy's been slotted in like top 10 in, in mock drafts. Now I'm seeing mock drafts where he's not even in the first round. So this is an important week for Kyle Trask, the quarterback, the redshirt senior quarterback out of Florida. Uh, Trask definitely has the size, you know, six foot five, almost 240 pounds. So he's got the he's got the build for kind of that uh, big prototypical quarterback. Um, we know he had a breakout. This was obviously his breakout season at Florida for you know those first few games, uh, you know first how many weeks of the season. A lot of people felt like he was the favorite for the Heisman Trophy, and of course ended up being a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Of course, we know that ultimately went to Devonte Smith, who will also be at the Senior Bowl. By the way, for those that didn't catch the news, he's not going to do any on-field stuff because of his injury. But he will be uh, interviewing and doing pretty much everything else at the Senior Bowl, just not on-field stop. But he was assigned to uh, Miami's team. So they'll get a close look. at him. It makes sense. We figured that was going to happen. Uh, but Kyle Trask, you know, it was a, a great 2020 season. It, of course, culminated in or, you know, nearly culminated in that uh, fantastic performance 
in the SEC championship game against Alabama, going 26 of 40, 408 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, but obviously, crashed back to earth a little bit in the bowl game against Oklahoma. He ended up just 16 of 28, 158 yards, didn't throw a single touchdown. That's the only game he didn't throw a touchdown, but he threw three interceptions. That's That was uh, the most interceptions he had thrown in a game all season. His previous high was when he threw two interceptions in that very surprising loss against LSU. But he had five games this season that he threw for over 400 yards. Of course, he had the six-touchdown performance against Ole Miss, six-touchdown throws against Arkansas, and also a bunch of games where he threw four touchdown passes. So Trask, there's no doubt he can sling the football. There's obviously a little concern with his arm strength. You know, there's worry about the way the ball projects when he comes out. But the velocity is there. Uh, his trust in his receivers is there. And especially when you have receivers like Kadarius Toney and Kyle Pitts. By the way, Kadarius Toney, we'll get to him uh, down the line when we talk receivers. He, too, is on the Panther squad at the Senior Bowl. So really excited to watch him. But the weapons that Florida had really helped make that offense go. But Kyle Trask definitely was the driving force of that offense. So, again, I think, you know, the arm strength is a bit of a concern. So he'll get an opportunity to really answer a lot of those questions or try to answer a lot of those questions next week. But, again, the just the way, the way he was slinging the football, the way he's the way he was just operating that offense all season long, you know, save for the Oklahoma game. But that might be kind of a uh, an outlier of sorts. So Trask, like I said, he could be the highlight here. He may very well be the first quarterback drafted out of the six. You, you never know. You know, things, things can certainly change with Senior Bowl week. But Trask just kind of has the feel right now that he's the top guy right now, and I think. He's, but he's also, I think, got still got a lot to prove uh, next week in front of all these NFL scouts. So really excited to see what Trask can do here, and uh, you know, certainly exciting that the Panthers were able to get their hands on him, especially with you know needing a quarterback. We talked about Kellamond in the middle rounds. You know, Kyle Trask, if the if the Panthers are enamored with him enough, maybe he ends up being the guy that eventually replaces Teddy Bridgewater. And I think Kyle Trask would be in a, a pretty good position in Carolina because, you know, it, it can allow him to sit for a year. He wouldn't have to be thrust into the starting role right away. They can sit him behind Teddy Bridgewater for a little bit. And when they feel Trask is ready, they can throw him out there. So it's like we talked about before. Carolina is in a pretty good position where they don't have to rush their quarterback out right away. Similar to what Miami did, uh, at least, you know, when they drafted Tua, they were in a position that they could sit him behind Ryan Fitzpatrick until they felt he was ready to get out there. And that's ultimately what they did. Now, would the Panthers do it as quickly as Miami put out Tua? Who knows? But that's sort of the blueprint that the Panthers can follow. So Trask is going to be really fun to watch. And then the third guy that they have at the quarterback position, also uh, 
Pro- probably the one I'm most intrigued with as well, or the, at least to watch him next week. Jamie Newman of Wake Forest. Newman, of course, was thought to transfer to Georgia, was going to battle for the starting job at Georgia, but then ultimately decided to opt out. Obviously, there's a lot of theories as to why he opted out. You know, certainly COVID was an issue, but there's some that'll t- that might believe he opted out because maybe he was going to lose the starting quarterback job to JT Daniels, who is coming back for 2021. Uh, but whatever the case may be, Jamie Newman did not play in 2020. So I think this was a good decision by Jamie Newman to play in the Senior Bowl because of not having any film in 2020. But he performed really well while he was at Wake Forest, especially in 2019 as a redshirt junior. Had a a really nice season there at Wake Forest. Um, But he's also got good size himself at uh, 6'4 and 230 pounds. Uh, But just looking at some of his numbers from 2019... He was uh, 220 for 361, only uh, through 11 interceptions last season, or in, in 2019, I should say, 2,868 passing yards and did throw three, uh, 26 touchdowns, including three touchdowns in the bowl game against Michigan State, even though he only went 12 of 27 for 175 yards, but he did throw three, uh, three touchdowns in that game, also had a five-touchdown game against Elon that season as well. So he was kind of up there among the ACC quarterbacks. In fact, he was uh, fifth in the ACC in passing yards per game in 2019, fourth in passing efficiency, and second in total offense yards, 286.8 total yards per game. So he had a, a nice season at Wake Forest, but that's all we have. That's mostly what we have to go by in 2019. He has, a, you know, he had a couple of games in 2018. Played the last uh, about four games as the starter at Wake Forest, but 2019 is really all we mostly have when it comes to Jamie Newman. So this is a big week for him again, especially since there's no combine. So uh, it would be up to his pro day for him to uh, continue to show more, but him coming to the senior bowl, big opportunity, a chance to get a little bit of film uh, here in the 2021 draft cycle. So we'll see what happens with Jamie Newman, but you know, I did like a little bit what I saw uh, when he played in in 2019. So really like the three uh, three quarterbacks that the Panthers ended up with here. And of course, on the flip side, the three quarterbacks that the Dolphins are going to get next week are Sam Ellinger of Texas, Ian Book of Notre Dame, and Felipe Franks of Arkansas. And, you know, I'm you know, really interested to see Ellinger and Book there as well. So again, I mean, it's a really good group of quarterbacks that are going to be at the Senior Bowl here. So that's the quarterbacks. We'll get into the we'll get into the running backs in a moment. But uh, of course, want a quick shout out as well. Uh, a couple more great sponsors here at the podcast as today's episode also being brought to you 
by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And shout out to Built Bar. They gave me another box of uh, so many different flavors. So shout out to them. Really appreciate you guys. So many different flavors in there. Uh, so, I mean, a lot to choose from. I I don't even <laughs> I don't even know where to start because all the flavors are so good. But there's cookies and cream. There's cherry barcia, raspberry, all sorts of good stuff. So uh, pretty much if you, have, if you have a favorite flavor, good chance the Built Bar has you covered. Whether you're a chocolate guy, caramel guy, peanut butter guy, all that kind of stuff. Really, really great tasting products here. And all these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, making them soft and easy to chew. And they're great for the health conscious guy. So again, you can indulge in a delicious treat and still be able to lose or maintain weight. As these bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for a keto diet. You know, for example, the peanut butter bar. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So again, you can eat, it's basically eating a candy bar but getting all the health benefits of a protein bar. So go visit builtbar.com. Don't just take my word for it. Visit builtbar.com, use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. So again, that's promo code locked on, 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And our friends over at RockAuto.com, the family business serving auto parts customers for 20 years and helping you out whatever kind of make or model you have. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether you're a classic or a daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and uh, remarkably easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. So why spend twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck? And write locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So wrapping things up here, we're going to move over to the, and we'll kind of skim through these two so we're not rambling here all day. I rambled a bit on the quarterbacks. I, I apologize, but thank you guys for sticking with me. We're going to run through quick the running backs that the Panthers will have at the Senior Bowl, and we'll start with Larry Roundtree the 5'10", 210 pounds, a senior from Missouri, but he is a North Carolina boy. He was actually born in Raleigh. Uh, Roundtree uh, at least in the 2019 season, 829 rushing yards and nine touchdowns on the ground. So one of the leading running backs. And then he did the same thing in 2020, 972 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns. Really, he's been one of the lead dogs for Missouri all four years uh, while he was there. Even as a freshman, ran for over 700 yards and six touchdowns. And then ran for over 1,200 yards as a sophomore in 2018 and hit 11 touchdowns. So for his career, 
rushed for over 3,700 yards and 40 rushing touchdowns and helped out a little bit in the receiving game as, as well. 47 career receptions, 289 career receiving yards, but no receiving touchdowns. So he did crack 4,000 total yards from scrimmage while at Missouri. So one of those, you know, intriguing running backs, you know, maybe not going to wow you with, uh, maybe not going to wow you with one trait, but he's pretty good at, you know, a bunch of different things and, um, you know, has shown the ability to run, run pretty well. I mean, you know, when you average five yards a carry on almost 750 career carries in college over four years, that's pretty good. So Roundtree, another one of those uh, interest, you know, intriguing running backs that uh, the Panthers will have at their disposal next week. Uh, Chris Evans of Michigan. Uh, Chris Evans was a uh, actually came back as a fifth year senior in 2020 after actually not participating, not playing in 2019, uh, but had a pretty solid year in 2020, you know, at least in the uh, very limited time that he uh, that he that he played at Michigan, but he was a, a three-time letterman, was an all-time or all-Big Ten honoree in uh, 2017, uh, honorable mention by the coaches, 42 career appearances, six starts, uh, you know, most of his, most of his damage actually came before 2019, uh, really 2017 was kind of his biggest year, 842 all-purpose yards, including 685 rushing yards and seven touchdowns as a sophomore in 2017. And again, didn't play in 2019. Uh, it was actually because of an academic uh, academic issue that he did not play in 2019. So he was effectively suspended for the 2019 season and then came back in 2020, but again, didn't, uh, didn't really factor in much in the Michigan offense in 2020. So this is a chance for him to kind of bounce back a little bit, you know, show that he's kind of over what, uh, what happened over the last couple of years and tried to get back to the form that he had in 2017. So uh, really interested to see, what the Panthers do with him. Then we got Elijah Mitchell, 5'11", 218, from Louisiana. Uh, he was uh, second team all Sun Belt Conference in both 2019 and 2018 and had himself, you know, another very solid season in 2020. 878 rushing yards, eight rushing touchdowns, also had 16 catches for 153 receiving yards. So he's had at least 800, and that was actually his lowest rushing total in three seasons. Um, but, you know, again, you also factor in the fact that the team played fewer games than normal because of the pandemic. So overall, still not too bad. In fact, his uh, it was actually his highest average yards per game in 2020 at 87 
point eight. But in 2018, he did have 985 rushing yards and 13 touchdowns. And in 2019, 1147 rushing yards and 16 rushing touchdowns. So very productive running back over the last three seasons at Louisiana, and certainly was a uh, a pretty good, pretty big factor in Louisiana having really one of their best seasons ever in 2020 finishing what ranked top 20 I think something like that of course had that big win early in the season over Iowa State so um, you know another guy another running back like Larry Roundtree very productive over a number of years so we'll see what uh, we'll see what they do with him you know not you know involved a little bit in the receiving department as well like Roundtree about 50 receiving yards are 50 career receptions, almost 600 yards, and five receiving touchdowns, but none actually in 2020. So, but again, you know, pretty versatile back and use him a little bit in the passing game as well, like Louisiana did. So excited to see what the Panthers do with him. And then certainly probably the biggest name, at least for the Panthers, at the running back position is... Kylan Hill, the junior running back out of Mississippi State. Kylan Hill, of course, played in a few games this season, uh, but then things started to go a bit south for Mississippi State, and he ended up uh, opting out of the rest of the season and declaring for the NFL draft. But Kylan Hill, we know he's been quite the story both on and off the field. We know he's been... He was a uh, pretty much a big factor in helping Mississippi change their state flags. You know, being a big uh, big advocate there. But he had a very solid career in three and a half years at Mississippi State. He uh, he he actually only appeared in three games this season. Ran for 58 yards on 15 carries, but did catch 23 passes for 237 yards. And then in 2019, of course, had himself another very productive season. 1,350 yards and 10 rushing touchdowns in 2019, including two games with three rushing touchdowns. One against Kentucky one against Arkansas. That game against Arkansas, he also rushed for 234. In fact, he had in 2019 eight games that he rushed for over 100 yards, uh, and he nearly had two games with over 200 yards. He had 197 in the 2019 season opener against Louisiana, and then even a couple other games cracking 150 so the production obviously is very very much there and he's definitely one of the more exciting running backs in this draft class so him coming to the senior bowl obviously is big and you know when uh if media gets a chance to get a hold of him obviously they're going to talk to about his off-field stuff which, which again was including him threatening to boycott the season if the state of mississippi did not change their flag which, of course, featured the symbol of the Confederacy. Uh, the state did ultimately voted to take down the old flag and design a new one. So Kylan Hill basically helped change the state flag of 
the state of Mississippi. So that, of course, is uh, no small feat. So that's that's definitely something for him to hang his hat on. And again, on the field as a football player, very, very good player as well. Very productive player. So a nice mix of running backs here for the Panthers. So again, Kylan Hill of Mississippi State, Larry Roundtree III of Missouri, Chris Evans of Michigan, and Elijah Mitchell of Louisiana. As far as the uh, the national team goes, again, the team that will be coached by the Dolphins, the running backs they have are Ramondre Stevenson of Oklahoma, Demetric Felton of UCLA, Michael Carter, which, of course, one half of that dynamic running back duo at North Carolina. Javante Williams, of course, was the other, but he was an underclassman. And Khalil Herbert of Virginia Tech. So those are all the running backs and quarterbacks that we can look forward to watching next week in Mobile. Tomorrow, we'll take a look at the wide receivers, the tight ends. Well, they grouped the fullbacks. When they were announcing the players, they actually grouped the fullbacks in with the tight ends. So we'll do that as well tomorrow. Uh, You know, just one one fullback on each side. Well, actually, the only fullback. So, so actually, we might as well just quick mention him, too. He's on Miami's team as well. Ben Mason, arguably the best fullback in the class, but he was grouped in with the tight ends when they were announcing the players. Uh, but we'll take a look at the tight ends and the wide receivers tomorrow, and just like the quarterbacks and running backs, a lot of good players for the Panthers here as well, including, uh, like we mentioned, a couple of the big kid or one of the big kids from Florida, and one of the big receivers, or one of the pr- big productive receivers out of Clemson. So we'll get into those positions tomorrow, and work our way toward talking about all the players as we get set for the Senior Bowl next week. So with that. I am going to get out of here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, always a pleasure talking with you guys. Hope you have a, guys have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we'll see you tomorrow for more fun right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until then, Billy Rossetti signing off. We will see you soon, my friends. Take care. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.